0: Welcome to the show, folks. This is Wrestling Changed My Life. Here we go.
1: I applied to Cornell four semesters in a row. I did not get accepted. I wasn't smart enough. My grades weren't good enough. But um, I just don't give up. I think I would have made an okay wrestler. I just don't quit.
0: We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change i think it's the learning to adapt right you learn you learn how to adapt you learn how to solve problems you know if i
1: look back at my time I good wrestling if it gave me one thing more than anything else it's mental toughness
0: welcome back to the wrestling change my life podcast ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in my guest today is joe decina the ceo of spartan you may have seen him on the joe rogan podcast recently he's all over the place And he just launched a new nutrition line at Spartan, and that's why he's here today. Spartan is now sponsoring the podcast, and to celebrate, we're going to give away a nutrition kit. Text the word SPARTAN to 22454. That's SPARTAN to 22454. We will enter you in the raffle to win the tea, the energy capsules, and the hydration tablet. Everything you need to live a Spartan life, folks. Before we get to the show, let's give it up for our Fan of the Week, Ross Gitmore out of Richmond, Virginia. Thank you for tuning in, Ross. We greatly appreciate it. And folks, that's it. Let's get to the interview with Joe Decena. Joe DeSena, welcome to the Wrestling Changed My Life podcast, sir. Thanks for having
1: me here. I'm in the middle of a wrestling practice for the kids, hopefully changing their life.
0: Amen. You are the first person who has never wrestled to be on the show but what you're doing for wrestling right now speaks volumes and we're going to get to that let's start at the beginning though who is anita racine and how did she impact your life by getting into cornell
1: professor anita racine first of all everybody out there should know i'm in a van right now and it's running if you hear a little bit of the engine in the background i'm in the sprinter van that we use to migrate the children around from wrestling practice to wrestling practice and a lot of people say to me just what you just said like did you wrestle? And I say, no, I didn't, but I just fell in love with the sport. And I think it's pretty rare to be as maniacal as I am towards this sport and not being one of the dads that did wrestle. So unfortunately, I can't give my kids many tips when it comes to um, (laughs) moves and so forth. But um, Professor Anita Racine, that's a blast from the past. She got me into Cornell. I applied to Cornell four semesters in a row. I did not get accepted. I wasn't smart enough. My grades weren't good enough. But um, I just don't give up. I think I would have made an okay wrestler. I just don't quit. And, um, you know, she was my mom's yoga student. My mother, my parents were divorced. My mom lived in Antarctica, New York. She taught yoga to Professor Anita. And just when I was about to tap out, you know, I was just, I was literally going to tap out on the mat. I couldn't, I wasn't smart enough. Cornell wasn't accepting me. What was I wasting my time for? Started to have self doubt. My mom says, go meet my student. She works at Cornell, I don't know what she does. And Anita sat me down, we had a a lunch. And she said, uh, I understand you wanna go to Cornell, blah, blah, blah. She said, I run the textile department within the School of Human Ecology at Cornell. And I didn't really know what a textile was. And she said, there's 92 women in the department and there's no men. Do you like textiles? And I said, Anita, Professor Racine, I love textiles. (laughs) (laughs) And so now, here's the good news. I could literally redesign the singlet, if you'd like, for the whole sport of wrestling, which I think would be an enhancement. And then two is, I could watch any movie from any period of time and tell you, based on on female hemlines, on their dresses, what what era that's from? So I have some amazing skills.
0: I love that. That's your uh, your entry point in though, because you wouldn't have met the guy who took you to Wall Street had you not gone to Cornell. Is that fair to say?
1: Yeah, and I was on the phone with him today. Um, his his wife is having a tough time. He's in, he, they're older now, but he, you know, life is funny, right? Because it can't be it can't be that I'm just really lucky. It's got to be that I'm so open to so many meetings and I'm so awake and running around all the time that I just, I kind of get, I kind of find luck. And that was one of those things. I found, um, I found this guy, Al Capucci in Ithaca uh, at Cornell. And he said, what are you doing after college? And I thought I was going to go run. I had a, I had a little construction swimming pool business in Queens. I was doing cleaning pools for 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 wise guys, for mobsters, and, and um, I wanted to go back and do that because I felt, I probably felt as tough as a wrestler does <laughs> when, when they when they earn, like, a state title or, you know, a regional title or whatever. I felt really tough because I was around these guys that killed people for a living, and they trusted me in their house. And I wanted to go back and do that, even though I was graduating Ivy League school, which was unbelievable considering where I came from, my family. I wanted to go back to be around those guys and... Um, I don't know. That's where they—they they had respect. They had money. They had nice cars. It just—you felt a little badass, you know. And, Absolutely. And uh, and this this old Italian guy, older Italian guy that you that you just uh, mentioned was at Cornell, and he said, uh, "Joe, what are you doing after you graduate?" And I said, "I'm going back to the neighborhood." And he said, "No, no, no." He said, "You got to go to Wall Street." And he literally guided me um, to Wall Street, and that and that changed my life. So you know, I had like three or four moves like that in in my life that just um, were pivotal. They were like fulcrums. And I think think if you're listening to this, you got to look out for them. And the other thing is you got to do a lot of good and you got to be helping people all the time. You got to be in the mix. Uh, Like you, like Ryan, like I I said, hey, I need some help with some podcasts. Boom, you jump right in and then whatever goes around comes around.
0: Absolutely. And it's all about relationships and doing the right thing when you get the opportunity. What I love about you though, is you'll take advice from anyone, including some random guy who's on the cover of men's health running stairs in your apartment building. And so you go to wall street, you're a derivative an trade area, you have your own little business going, but you start gaining some weight cause you're not digging pools for the bonobo crime family all the time. And so you, you meet this guy who's on the cover of men's health. How does that inspire your next turn?
1: First off, um, if I mispronounced Dan Gable, you would yell at me. So I'm going to yell at you. It's not, Hit me. Bonobo, it's not bonobo, it's the Banano Crime Family. Oh,
0: my God. That's a, <laughs> that's a major, major mess up. Thank you. <laughs>
1: All right. So, you know, thanks to him, thanks to the Banano uh, Crime Family boss, I had a table at a, at a, at a very hard to get into restaurant in New York called Rayo's i mean the best meatballs on the planet you guys have seen rayo's sauce in in different grocery stores anyway it's an impossible ticket to get uh, but because he was in jail i, I had um i had a table at a standing table and that really helped my business but it, it didn't help my waistline and i was feeling like shit, as as you would if you stopped training and you know, when you're doing construction and mixing cement and moving all the time, I was just always fit, and, and now I wasn't feeling so good. And I meet this guy in the stairwell. My, my elevator was busted. I was going up the stairs, and he was on the cover of Men's House, so he was he was shredded and and um, kind of like, you know, any one of your wrestlers. And we start talking because I got a bunch of flights of stairs to climb to get to where I'm going. And he says, yeah, I go in here every day. I'm carrying dumbbells up and down the stairs. I do these races, and that was it i would i was hooked i do i listen to anybody i learn from people i mean my kids have been forced to speak mandarin and practice mandarin daily for most of their life because i met somebody who said that's what they did to their kids and it was a good idea and i i lived in japan with my family i lived in singapore and vancouver simply because i met somebody who said they did that with their family and it was a really good <laughs> idea and and go down the list i mean wrestling wrestling came from a dinner I had with some Wall Street guys who told me a story of of a coach at Stanford University whose dad made them wrestle in the basement. Him and his brother blindfolded for a decade uh, in the dark so that they could get better at kind of feeling their way. And and, and the guy ends up in a tragic, crazy story where he almost gets killed. But because he trained in the dark and blindfolded, he fights his way out of it and, and avoids getting shot. I heard the story and my kids became wrestlers. So oh I, yeah, it's, it's very dangerous for my wife if I meet somebody and they tell me something because it literally, <laughs> pivots, our life pivots based on people I meet.
0: And not only that, so you meet this guy, you start working out again, but because you're Joe DeSina and absolutely maniacal about things, you start doing 24-hour races. Just to give some folks some some of your street credit for these endurance races, because I think people forget, tell them about the week you did 300 plus mile races and how that came
1: about what happened is you know everybody for as long as i know want to they want to break me because i just have a lot of energy i guess and and um so friends would email all the time back then you know back in the early mid 2000s hey joe you want to do this race and you can't say no it'd be like hey do you want to go roll around on the mat right if you said no, like i can't say no so yeah hey joe you want to go do this race yeah you want to do this race and I guess I committed myself, I didn't know it, to three events in a seven-day period a few months out. And I only figured it out as it got closer when we needed to book airline tickets. And um, it turned out the first race was a 100-miler in Vermont through the mountains. The second race was, I think, that Wednesday or Thursday in Death Valley, uh, where it was it – was, temperatures were around 137 degrees Fahrenheit, It was a 135 mile run from the lowest point in America to the highest. And then from there I had committed unwittingly to um, an Ironman. So in a seven day period, had to run whatever, 250 miles and knock out an Ironman. And um, it became, you know, when when we figured it out, when we were laying out the travel schedule, then my wife layered in there. She said, oh, uh, we gotta go to a wedding that friday and i was like fucking wedding how am i gonna put a wedding in this thing <laughs> but i got it in and um and i got the job done it was messy at the end i ended up i'm not a drinker i ended up drinking a six pack of beer on the final 20 some some odd miles of that iron man uh to get rid of the pain i was so i was in a lot of pain
0: did you ever think about quitting during any of the three races
1: the hundred mile, you know, we started out with the hundred. The funny thing about your mind is, if if you if you have a, a stretch goal, um, your mind doesn't quit in the early percentages of that stretch goal. So in other words, if you're going out for a twenty-five mile run, you start to get tired and you and you feel a little bit of pain around fifteen miles in. Literally, the next week, if you go out for a fifty-mile run, you start to feel pain around thirty-five miles in. So it's it's yeah. really wherever the goal is your mind hits a, a, a percentage threshold where you start to feel it. So, you know, it sounds silly to say, right? But somehow I muscled through the hundred, the first hundred. And then the 135, I'm just thinking as I, as I answer the question, you know, I think the last 13 miles of the 135, I set the record going up towards Mount Whitney. I ran so fast, which is not logical. Oh. That would be. And then um, in the Ironman, I was feeling great. I did the swim feeling great. Did the bike feeling great. And then sure enough, that last marathon, I, I was, uh, the wheels fell off.
0: Wheels fell off.
1: The wheels fell off. I mean, that's just a saying for like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, my wheels fell off. Yeah.
0: Damn. So the reason I'm asking some of these questions is just to establish you've done a lot of these races and the most extreme races, in addition to running the death race, in addition to running Spartan, And now you've gone into some nutritional supplement lines, which I find interesting because, you know, a lot of races are out there asking what type of supplements they should take. Wrestlers are asking how can they hydrate themselves. So I've been trying some of the tea, the energy pills, the hydration tablets. Why did you get into this and what are the the lines?
1: So first off, no bullshit. If you don't like them, I'm not interested in putting, in other words, I'm crazy about nutritional stuff because my mom was a vegan in the 70s. She was put, like, so I'm really, like the last thing I wanna do is have anybody buy something they don't need nutritionally and I don't wanna sell a bunch of bullshit. Um, the reality is for 20 plus years while I was doing all these races myself, um, I found myself learning and experimenting and finding out like what worked and what didn't, what was just a waste of money what it was difficult to deal with. If you're on a hundred mile run, what can you carry? And, um, I just came down to some really simple uh, rules and, and, and just requiring very simple things. You need, you need your basic electrolytes and they've got to be delivered in a way where your stomach doesn't get cramped because, because you need a lot of water when you're doing tough things, wrestling, running, Mm -hmm. biking, um, Ironmans. And, um, your body can't absorb water fast enough unless you have all those electrolytes you ended up you end up having these gels and these goo you know goose and your stomach gets basically gut rot so because i'm trying to solve problems for myself because i was racing myself i found um a solution from the medical field you know how do you how do you hydrate somebody in the hospital Mm -hmm. without giving them gut rot if you can't give them an iv and uh coconut water is is a solution coconut water is amazing but coconut water is difficult because it goes bad really quickly you've got to keep it refrigerated in most cases as soon as you open it up it starts to go rancid so you got to drink it right away and that's not always available if you're doing something big another way is a, a, a time release electrolyte tab and and i found this from the medical field and i thought what a simple solution for me because you only got to carry it, you know, if I need one every hour, two hours, uh, I, I can carry, you know, 20 of them.
0: Mm-hmm. And I don't
1: need 20 bottles of coconut water in my backpack, right? It's just a simple solution. Um, energy, energy there, no matter who you are, I'm an energizer bunny, right? Even if you're Kyle Dake or Jordan Burroughs, at some point you, you, you hit a, a dip in energy levels. Your, your glycogen maybe is switching over to fat burning. And um, you need a little you, know, a little um, shot in the arm. And a lot of people, Kyle and, and Jordan wouldn't do this, but a lot of people go for these monster energy drinks or a sugary drink or whatever, and that's the worst thing you could do. So I said, we need a solution here. And we came up same thing. I, I want it a pill form. I want it easy to carry, and I want it long, lasting. So, um, so we came up with a, with a pill that it's all natural, it's plant-based. It's only got three ingredients. And um, we basically take a, a green coffee plant with the bean and everything, and we grind it up into a fine dust. Um, we take uh, a Spartan plant, which I'll explain in a minute, and we ground it up into a fine dust. And then we take some, another uh, piece of a plant and, and uh, fine dust and put the three of them together in this little pill. And I'm not shitting you. I'll give, uh, like, you. I think you tried them, I love them. It, it's unfucking believable to the point where I had people ringing my doorbell. How do I get more of those? Because you get intense focus, you get a really smooth energy, you don't crash, and it lasts like three or four hours. So I said, that's going to be unbelievable, because I'll get the kids off, off these Rockstar energy drinks, all this bullshit, get moms and dads off the 700-calorie Starbucks, and uh, my friends work for Starbucks. They'll probably hate me after this. But <laughs> um, And then- and then now let's go let's go to where this all came from where did i like so i'm in sparta greece every year we hold a race in sparta greece and i'm in the mountains because i i had to go see um the mountains of sparta and um i see people picking this plant and i'm like what what is that plant? i asked them and they said oh that that's um that's spartan tea and i said tell me about spartan tea and they said oh well 2500 2600 years ago that was the warrior tea it translates from ancient Greek. You're not even gonna believe this, gonna sound like bullshit. It translates from ancient Greek, Joe, into the English words, he is of iron. I was like, really? Oh, that was Socrates and Hippocrates teas also. It's very hard to boil because the plant is hardy and it doesn't wanna release the good stuff, so you gotta really boil it. It's a pain in the ass because it's not in tea bags, but it's an unbelievable recovery drink after you do something long distance or hard or grueling because it's loaded with polyphenols, antioxidants. And I was like, I'll take the whole mountain. Literally. I want the whole mountain. (laughs) (laughs) These bushels, these, everybody thought I was selling like marijuana or something. These bushels of Spartan tea leaves were showing up at our office, giant like 20 pound bushels. So every year we take the whole harvest. It's got to be grown in the mountains for it to have all all the um, qualities we're talking about. And so, I said, you know what? Again, I've done all these races myself. You need energy. You need electrolytes for hydration and you need a recovery drink. And who, why would you not want, why would you not want to drink the tea of Socrates, Hippocrates, and the ancient warrior? Like, it's just unfucking believable. So, you know, I sound like a late night salesman, but but that's why I'm so crazy about this stuff.
0: No, and it's cool because it comes literally in a bag. It's one ingredient. It's the, you get a, uh, a pot of water you boil it with these you know the plants in it and you know you let it simmer and you know 10 minutes later or so you pour it right into your glass so it's it's one ingredient it's it's old school and it's no caffeine so you can drink it any time
1: and it's no caffeine you can drink at any time and um loaded with antioxidants tastes good one of the things i made i'm working on is um is a black honey from sparta Mm. Um, because people might want to put a couple of droplets of honey in there. But um, but again, I, uh, the name of our company is Spartan, right? So how many things do I really want to sell?
0: Right. And we'll have links to where you can purchase. And I'm going to make a couple of videos on how to make the tea. We'll, we'll chop these up and make them into videos as well. got
1: You got to remind me. I, I will send you video of like, the old man on the mountain picking the tea and playing the little greek instrument and boiling it with me. and i got a couple of mad men uh, marines up on the mountain drinking the tea and their <laughs> shorts i'll send you those videos
0: i love it we'll post them uh in the show notes of this podcast last thing joe decina we'll let you go if you are a parent of a wrestler and they're cutting some weight what would you recommend for their post weigh-in meal and drink
1: Yeah. All right. So here's the deal. It's funny. I'm working with the national coaches association on this. So I've been doing this with my old, my own children the week before when you're looking to cut weight and and we're not going to use that term anymore. We're going to use optimize, optimize their, their performance, right? Um, We're going to switch to, to only uh, water and bone broth during the week. So no sugary drinks. We're going to cut out for those five days before the pretzels, the potato chips, the rice, the potatoes, the bread, we're cutting that out all week, and they could eat as many vegetables as they want, like 10 pounds a day, doesn't matter. They could eat some eggs if they want. They could eat some, uh, although I'm personally a minimalist on animal protein, but they could eat that with tons of of vegetables and and lettuce for those five days before. And obviously drink tons of water and they could have bone broth. Now, uh, they should be drinking tons of water, The last 24 hours before, maybe 20 hours before, cut out the water. Everybody knows the trick, right? Because you've been drinking tons of water, been eating the veggies. You wanna be eating foods with lots of water volume in them for that whole week before and drinking lots of water. You should be taking the hydration pills all week long so your body's absorbing that water. Now, 20 hours before, cut out the water. Uh, monitor the weight the optimization you could always add you could always add a little bit of water if if, depending on how their weight is going Mm -hmm. have them weigh in and then i immediately follow up with bone broth we're not going right for a cheeseburger right they're they're, going to go to bone broth they're going to go for the spartan tea they're going to have the hydration pill that's the game i'm doing it with my own children and and it's easy all this craziness, I see what you guys do in this sport. I, I, This is an easy way to do it.
0: Love it. Appreciate it, Joe DeSena. You're a busy man. We'll let you go, but really appreciate your time here.
1: All right, you're awesome.
0: Take care. And all great things must come to an end. If you want to hear more from the podcast, text WRESTLE to 555 That's WRESTLE to 555 You can also find us on Instagram, Wrestling Changed My Life, Twitter, Ryan underscore N underscore Warner as well as our website, wrestling Take care, y'all.